Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. I'm that excited again. We have got another day for an interview. I've got Guna Rasnacha here. Guna is a, uh, a woman who has gone through her own challenges, as so many of my guests. And nowadays is uh, a woman who's passionate about working with trauma victims and turning the victim into an empowered state rather than staying in that what happened to me. So the past does not equal the future very literally. And here's a woman who uses the whole holistic approach to help patients to transition, to move on, to transform like the phoenix out of the ashes. And it is so beautiful to have Guna here on my show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Guna. Good welcome. Thank you, Stefan. I'm really, really excited to be on, on your show because, um, as you know, uh, sobriety as well is a theme really, really close to my heart. And it's, um, it's a huge part of trauma work. Isn't it? Because trauma is one of the core things in our life that we hate. We absolutely hate as humans. We move away from pain and we want pleasure, the reward uh, system that we have got. These are the two basic things. And there is so much pain out there. There's so much trauma out there in every single life. And I think it's quite important, guys, when we, when we today, when we talk about trauma, you don't have to have been on the battlefield and seen your best friend ripped apart in front of your eyes. Yes, that's trauma. Okay, I give you that. Hell yeah. Um, but trauma means so many different things for so many different people. We all have got our trauma and it's not a competition. Okay. It's not who has got the most blood spilled or something like that. But trauma can come in many, many shame, uh, shape, shapes, forms, color. And please, it is whatever the trauma is for you. If you have, have you felt in, in times when you were hopeless and powerless? Well, let's call that the trauma and let's work on that basis, okay? This is not highly specific uh, PTSD following major tra road traffic accidents or something like that. All of you are invited in this show, okay? We all have had our trauma. Guna, have I, have I set the scene right there? I think. Exactly, very, 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 very well said, very precisely said, because this is this is one of the main things I, I want to inform people as well, that the misunderstanding about the trauma, we tend to think that trauma is something is something that happened, either some, some violence or something that happened or something that even didn't happen that should have happened. But the trauma is actually what what uh, because of that happened within in a in a biological psycho psychoneurological sense it happened within so so it's not the event what caused it's the reaction on some overwhelming event mm. so that so it means anyone has trauma and trauma is a natural part of life it's it's how we uh, grow we are supposed to have trauma to overcome it and 
when we stay stuck with it, that's where, where the problem starts. And that's where I can help. Which is brilliant, isn't it? And guys, if you think, why do you go to the pictures? Why do you go into a cinema? If you see what happens to the heroes, if you break it down into a free act uh, story arch, there is always a trauma there. And we want to see how this hero is overcoming that trauma. So there we are. We are actually going to the theaters in order to see trauma. So yet when it happens in our own life, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, it, is, it is such a strange thing. And I guess it comes with the fact that we as human beings don't like negative emotions. And many of us have never learned how to deal with these emotions, to the fact that there needs to be a certain acceptance there. And that's probably the hardest thing, isn't it? That is, that is, that is the hardest thing, thing on all levels. Um, it's so interesting that you're bringing this up actually, because I, I'm, I, I just I just watched another another interview with Dr. Gabor Mate, and um, you know there is a lot of speculation. So so you you brought this up. We are interested in trauma. Trauma is intervening our lives. We have all this trauma bonding. Most of our relationships, mm -hmm. uh, in the case if we have unresolved trauma, are based on trauma bonding. So. Um, trauma defines all parts of our life and we have this huge denial because it is painful. It is something that takes a lot of courage, that takes a lot of honesty to really face it. And, um, and from the mainstream medical point of view, uh, there is this uh, huge controversy because there's, there are a lot of, there's a lot of research about the effects of childhood trauma on uh, physical and mental health and on addictions and etc. Just to mention ACEs, adverse childhood experience studies, and uh, and more and more. And when all these studies are brought um, in front of um, in front of uh, doctors, there is this no 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 this is this doesn't exist and it's and there is this theory we like to believe that it's because of big pharma but um i rather like um another more more compassionate and um human expl uh, compassionate explanation of this because it's it means they have if they have to face the trauma they have to face their own trauma and when it comes to us facing our, our own trauma, it takes a lot of courage. And if we are safe in, a, in some kind of a comfort bubble, we don't want to go and do it. And if, um, unless we don't have this necessity, unless there is the crisis, we deal with it only once there is a crisis. And um, health crisis, relationship crisis, or any kind of crisis. So, this is why all the mainstream science field, medical field, is in such a huge denial around the trauma. And there is this resistance, just the same thing, like any, uh, any, any, any human. Uh, okay, trauma, trauma, well, it's, it's not my case. Trauma, it's somewhere else. And um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very one, one thing that's really, really, I don't know even how to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think your your sentiment comes through, and it 
is something I, I, I bring up my own example. I was, I was the victim of a gang violence and I was around about 13 and I was shocked to the core by it. And there was very much a chance that night that I could have died. There were all the things that you need to define trauma in a real PTSD sense. Yet, within a month, two months, three months, I had transformed that negative image into a driving factor in my life to be to have situational awareness, to be to become a martial artist, to work out really hard. That had the flow-on effect that I had a really great body, which had the flow-on effect that I got the girls, and so on and so on. So it was actually a positive thing. So for a long time, my mind worked with all that as positive, because that was the psychological trick that my mind has used to push the pain aside and have something positive out of it, make sense out of it. It took many, many decades uh, for me to realize that many of my problems down the line were essentially hallmarks of PTSD. The flashbacks, uh, the, the huge adrenaline response to simple, simple stimuli, the, the constant awareness, the three o'clock in the morning waking up, all these kind of things. So it was amazing. So that lesson I only learned about 18 months ago when a friend of mine with PTSD, true PTSD, battlefield PTSD went through it and got himself better with the help of a coach and, uh, and hypnos uh, hypnosis. And it was amazing to see his transformation. And only by me then clicking onto it, did I become aware of that being actually the trauma that it was. For 30 years, yeah, 30, 30 years, something thereabout, I had hidden it from myself. And therefore, you're so right. The awareness needs to come first before you can deal with it. Once I had the awareness, then suddenly within three sessions with this uh, coach, done does the ticked. And the, the mixture of, of the hypnosis plus my own ability to think about it. But had I not made that leap, I would have had the ongoing sleep problems, I would have had the ongoing hyperactivity, etc., with the flow on effects. So therefore, guys, trauma is, is there in each life. And I mean, that happened to me 13, but what you're describing when it happens in childhood, it's even more powerful that it is completely covered over, duck in. So how many of the, of the clients that you have got would you say that childhood trauma plays a significant role in? I, I work a, um, a lot mostly with um, complex trauma. So complex trauma is, by definition, it starts in childhood and then it attracts more and more and more trauma. There is, there is this phenomena of once being abused, we develop these coping mechanisms that, that make us vulnerable to this abusive energy. 
that make us, there is like this sensation, why all the bad things keep on happening with me? Because uh, we are vibrating in this victim energy. We are having already these limiting beliefs. I am bad. I am, I am not loved. I will be hurt. I will, something bad will happen with me. And um, as, as a child, for example, as a child who has no one to go to, we, we, it's something that can be sensed energetically. It's known about pedophilia, for example, that, mm. that pedophiles would go to the child who are, who are, who are, who have no one to go to, who are, is, who are easy to, um, to, to talk to, who are lonely, who are, uh, insecure. And, um, yeah, so there is this, one thing causes next thing it's a chain reaction so yes it goes sometimes we can come to me with some something that's seemingly very distant and unrelated from any childhood trauma normally to get to the childhood trauma it takes many years it takes years in therapy it takes years in psychoanalysis it takes years of work to untangle it down to the childhood trauma unless if we go straight to a trauma worker and we are intending to work with our trauma to to to, to get our health health in a better state yeah so um you're quite right and and you're pointing so much to the link between trauma and your body because they are not two distinct things. In the, in the Western medicine for a long time, we have treated symptoms and used symptoms to find disease. So that's what we do. You come with pain there, and I say, hmm, is it really there or there? Well, it's actually there and goes into my, my jaw and into my left arm when I do exercise. Okay, that's angina. That's a heart problem. That's how we work as doctors and so therefore when you come with um with symptoms that are very vague and all over the show however disabilitating uh, dis um damn no i'm lacking the words <laughs> debilitating thank you uh however however bad they are for you and and stop your growth and stop you in your path um if we can't make sense out of it some doctors are tempted to just say, ah, oh, it's all in your head. Actually, they are right. It is actually all in your head, but not in a negative way that, that we, we, we sometimes describe it. But it is actually the root cause for it all is in your head. It is the trauma. It is what your mind has made out of it and how it now keeps working with behavioral patterns that probably are not so clever for you. For example, if you have always been this insecure, shy person, and you had that trauma added into that, and then suddenly when you're 16 or so, someone at a party gives you your first glass of wine, and suddenly you think, oh, that's good. Well, because of the trauma because of what has happened to you and you have not even began to even figure out how it all is related you find that drink really 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 nice because it takes away that pain it takes away that thing 
So therefore, there, there you are, suddenly down the line, you end up with all the problems of liver failure and whatsoever, real, 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 real good medical problems. But if you actually tease them back and tease them back, tease them back, then you have got the trauma that is setting you up to fail uh, from an early time. And that's where you come in. Yeah, and that's a long way, long distance, really long distance from you are having uh, this um, organ failure at one end and how far is something, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy to make the link, <laughs> to, no, to make no, the connection. No. And, and, if, um, and you're saying it's in the head, you're saying it's in the head, well, it's in the brain and it's, and the brain, the neuronal, neuronal path networks are, well, it turns out that they are around the heart. It turns out that they're around the gut. Yeah. So it's uh, it's in the head. It's in here. It's in here. It's um, right. it's in the end. It's, it's it's very much everywhere. It's in and the, this story in the head and in the body. It's this is how I learned about the mind and body connection because I I I had I had no no knowledge about this. I I learned it in the hard way. I. I was having uh, a lot of mental issues uh, when I when I was young due to trauma. So um, soon it's going to be pu published all my story to for people if they're curious to 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 find to find out more. And um, so I was in in the beginning I was in therapy. I was for years and for years for years in the therapy, and the psychosomatics went really really bad. I started to have fibromyalgia and so and psoriasis. Um, many years after being in therapy, so it, I was in therapy and I was having all these psychosomatic symptoms and a therapist would say, you need to go to see a doctor because this is something I can't help you with. You are having these organs and these pains. It's something physical. And I would go to see a doctor with this something physical like psoriasis and fibromyalgia. And the doctor would say at that point, when I had it, it wasn't even considered. It was re not recognized as an illness uh, uh, fibromyalgia. It was the combination of symptoms. It was um, a few years ago, seven years ago. And uh, and they, they would say, oh, it's in the head. So you should go to therapy. We can't, we can't really help you. And then I, I understand that none of them can really help me. Well, they want to help me. They, they, they both want to treat me. And um, they give me really harmful drugs that didn't help me. And I had to find, I had to look at um, my therapist, thankfully really uh, did make this connection that it is linked with trauma. And so I was looking into trauma, physically, somatic, what to do. I was searching, searching, searching and, until I found uh, these trauma release exercises. Which is brilliant. Uh, teach us more. I mean, that was your story, obviously, and that is you were searching and you came across something. Now, psoriasis, for those of you who don't know, it is a, a chronic uh, uh, itchiness and inflammation of the skin, which often turns scaly and is very irritated and can be quite debilitating and frustrating for a woman because obviously her skin changes and, and then you've got all that negative flow and effect of that. And sometimes psoriasis is then associated also with joint pain and other pains. Fibromyalgia means it's a, it's a widespread inflammation of the muscular system. In other words, every bloody muscle hurts. And if you were to push on certain points, people with fibromyalgia are screaming in pain. 
uh, and they're called trigger points and we can use them to make a diagnosis together with uh, the various other symptoms that go along with fibromyalgia. So just to lay the, the medical background there. But both of yeah. these, these diseases can be debilitating, can be actually have their own harmful flow on effects. And there is a strong link between these, these diseases and uh, psychological trauma or psychological uh, upheaval. So when, when there is significant stress coming on, um, things get worse. And uh, if you can look after yourself, often things get better. So therefore, so I'm, I'm so interested to hear you saying, I found these trauma release exercises. That was your first step into the right direction. What did you find there? And what did you do? I found, I found, it's a, I found testimonies on the internet because with fibromyalgia, there is supposedly nothing to do. And um, psoriasis, um, as you explained, this was not my case. I had this rare type of psoriasis, the psoriasis guttata. When I had the old skin was open, it was like all totally open and um, was wet and was not closing. Yeah, and I, I had face and, and arms and I was, it was extremely painful and extremely debilitating and all around the mouth and um, and the fibromyalgia is just it's just pain constant strong strong pain 24 7 and it just makes you crazy you if it makes you depressed you, you can't do anything it's, um, it's you are living you are like I imagine that maybe a very sick uh, 90 years old person would, would would be feeling like this, but yeah, I was 33 at that time. Mm. Um, I was looking for, because this is an autoimmune condition and psoriasis as well. So I was really searching for autoimmune condition. I was learning about how, how come, how come this connection, how come the trauma, how come the emotional part, how come that stuff that has, I had even forgotten the things. I was eight years in psycho psychoanalysis to untangle, to face my traumas because I was not even aware. I thought I had a happy childhood. I thought I, I have no trauma. I, I have no reason to have a depression. I have no reason. The funny thing is that I didn't know that I was anxious because I was anxious since I remember myself. And when I started to learn about these symptoms and okay, anxiety and description, and I was like, but well, this is my normal state. And, 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 and I was like, wow, okay, this is, so this is supposedly not normal, all right. Um, it's it, this was the state where I was due to my childhood experiences, and I mean my childhood experiences. I was not mal uh, uh, badly treated. I was not. Um, I didn't suffer any physical violence. I did suffer uh, sexual abuse, but I did. I, I had no memory of it. So it was like I hadn't had any of that. My parents were loving in their own ways. Uh, so trauma, it's, um, it's something very often misunderstood what it is. So to make those links, to link the dots, to get to 
where from basically if there is an autoimmune condition, then we really must look into what has happened and look into untangle the do an invest, investigator's work and think we don't remember in, a, in in we don't recollect in the in the in the part of the memory where we recollect we, we can't we don't have the recollection of those events that would be the most normal the brain is protecting us but there are body is showing signs our relationships are showing signs our behavior is showing signs for example if we are overly kind if we have this um, this type of personality where we would do everything for everyone else at the at the but not for ourselves we would care about everyone everyone and for for everything at the at the expense of our own uh, well-being in in incapacity in to say no and uh, we this is what will then react in in these autoimmune conditions and sometimes it's not autoimmune condition. Sometimes it is an accident. Sometimes people break a leg to stop. Sometimes people really have these kind of life-stopping accidents as well. And there is this story behind why did they get there? Why did that happen? And it's it's a big entanglement, isn't it? It is. It's so there is no... If you could just somehow press the pause button have a quick look and say oh look that happened because of that and because of that see easy done and it doesn't work like that does it uh it is it is hard hard work to to follow that path and explore trauma and i guess that is where someone experienced like you comes in because Certain parts of psychology uh, work on 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 going more in in depth psychoanalysis, as you mentioned, etc. Whilst the the field of of trauma counseling and trauma uh, dealing with complex trauma specifically um, seems to have taken leaps and bounds and is focusing far more on much faster ways of illuminating and showing the links, and then showing you ways how to go on about it to, to let me go one step back if there are skeptics out there and think oh that's all mumbo jumbo here you were with your hands uh completely rough your face was rough around your mouth for psoriasis guys there is no amount of makeup that you can put on to hide that and look at guna now so something has happened okay so either she has got a body double uh, a stunt double, uh, and which is probably unlikely, or she has changed in a way that this autoimmune problem of psoriasis has disappeared. Mm. Huh. So there's maybe something there. Fibromyalgia, do you still suffer from pain? No, no pain. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, rest assured, any fibromyalgia sufferer out there will tell you. Fibromyalgia doesn't just go away. And of course, you could now say, hang on, hang on, maybe you didn't have fibromyalgia. Maybe you just had a viral infect that for a few months gave you gave you a thing. So skeptics will always come up with something. And yes, if you want to to ride that skeptic train, be my guest. This is this is your your choice. No one forces you to look into such links. And 
I do admit that looking into such links is painful. So therefore, if you were to explore the reason for, in this case, your pain, well, there's more pain waiting, just a different kind of pain when you actually start working with your negative emotions and with your with the trauma that is inside of you. Um, I think we need at this stage maybe to, to say one more thing, the explicit and implicit memories. When it comes to memories, there are, there are those memories that you very clearly can remember right now. Oh yeah, yesterday I had this beautiful meal. Well, that's an explicit memory. It's there for you just to tap into, what did I eat yesterday? Oh yeah, lovely, lovely steak with salad. Cool, explicit. There are certain memories that are hidden and they are they're just underneath the surface that we can't tap into until we learn techniques to do so or until someone else does it for us. And these are called implicit memories. And there is so, there are so many of them deep, deep, deep down in our in our heads. And that is sort of often enough where where actually the truth comes out and where people start exploring. And that is certainly something that you and your clients do do a lot, isn't it? To actually you move you move away from the explicit and, and try to find a bit more out, dig deeper, etc. Yeah, so the implicit memories they are not only in the head, they are all over in the body. They are, you know, this expression that we use a lot in yoga, issues are in the tissues. Issues really are in the tissues. Uh, and um, this is why this somatic, somatic work, somatic uh, practices, somatic modalities have... Um, Turned turned out that are the most effective for the trauma work. There, are, there. Are, Stephen Porges has been doing the is doing researches right now, and on the, on this recent conference, embodiment conference, he was sharing the results that are not yet pub, uh, published, and um, and even uh, even the good results on uh, on uh, autism, and um, and he has been um, yeah he has been. Um, uh, collecting information from trauma workers and asking what what, what is the most uh, effective and and everyone is agreeing that the most effective approaches are the somatic approaches because because this is the easiest way to access those implicit memories to release the trauma from the tissues without even needing to go cognitively to them. And you were mentioning that, yeah, so my psoriasis and the fibromyalgia, they did left because I did go to the trauma work. And it's really, it can be really painful to go to do that trauma work. And we don't really naturally go there. And we don't really want to go there unless we have a problem, unless we have a mental or physical condition, unless something brings us to go to do that work. And, um, and it's really tricky because there's this one side, all right, I'm having this physical uh, problem, so I will work now on my trauma, and I will now go and do this challenging, and and it's, 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 it's work, and it's not easy, and we just don't want to face it, and we rather don't look at it, and we pretend it doesn't exist, and we all do that. It's, it's natural. Uh, 
but the, the my experience was a little bit other way around and this is why a lot of therapists are speaking of this phenomena of re-traumatization which can happen in talk therapy so i was for eight years in psychoanalysis with my mental problems with my relationship problems and i was undoing i was for eight years on the car on the couch lying on the couch and undoing and going back and going back and reliving and reliving reliving the, and reliving it and reopening and going back in there and this, this is all what you do in psychoanalysis you just go there you don't really you just go in there and then you hope that by some kind of a magic, the thing will, will somehow, because you kind of are going there, because you are present, because you are now adult, you can kind of hold yourself and the thing will will go. Even in psychoanalysis, you don't have the support by a therapist. No one is really explaining you what to do, what you, how to hold you. So you can easily end up being in a talk, in a very classical talk therapy. Okay, psychoanalysis is really good because it is, uh, investigating and going really deep so you can uncover with through this work you do uncover things that you didn't remember you you dig and you dig and you dig and you open that thing but the thing is I digged I opened I found myself now I have been sexually assaulted at age of five I'm having all these things on my hands all these complex trauma, there was this trauma, then there was the next one, then there was the next one, then there was this, then there was this. I came to the therapy because of abusive relationship. I started from, I'm, 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 I'm in, the, in an emotionally abusive relationship and it's not the first one. I have been, and I'm, I'm working with this in my, in my analysis. And so it turns out that there is this trauma and there is this trauma and there is this trauma and there is this trauma. And, is this trauma, and I, I'm just, there with all this trauma now and this all this on my system what my analyst helped me to understand when i started to have fibromyalgia was it was at the point where i did manage to get out of the abusive relationship i was in when i was in a safe place it was then that fibromyalgia started so i have this impression that Digging and digging and digging, opening all those wounds, in my case, it really killed my, my, all my resistance, all my coping mechanisms, and my autoimmune system got, ooh, what's going on? Uh, SOS, uh, let's save us, uh, and, uh, and it, all, it, all, it all just cracked down. What's what's happening in all autoimmune autoimmune diseases, and um, so this was where I started to look into how how can I then work because I was really conditioned in this classical approach, mainstream approach. So you have a problem in head, you go to a therapy. You have a problem with the body, you have, you go to a doctor. And I was like, okay, and I'm really I'm really a person with a huge head. I. I love analysis. I, I I think all the time. If I wouldn't force myself to do other activities, I, I think my, my head would explode. I'm I'm such a head person. 
and and I I I love to analyze. I really love to write. I live. I love. I'm thinking constantly, and uh, digging and criticizing and searching and and uh, and so it turned out that I had abandoned my body, and my body was uh, there with all kind of. I was so much in my head that we un we uncovered all the trauma and uh, emotionally psycho-emotionally, I was having all this load, and what now? And so there, my body was, no, this is not how it, this is works. You need to do something on the body side too. The first thing what I found was yoga. And not a yoga, not a not asana, not in the studio. When I went to Sri Lanka to look for Ayurvedic healing, because I had read that Ayurveda can heal autoimmune diseases. That was my last hope at one point. So I left I, I left to Sri Lanka in a search for authentic Ayurvedic doctor. So I didn't want to buy in into this um, commercial uh, Ayurveda hotel thing for Germans, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's like known no, uh, there are, and I, I was looking for Really, I was going to government hospitals to seeing many, many uh, local, uh, faraway doctors, monks, um, and um, Ayurveda has its power, definitely, but it couldn't heal what I had because it didn't work on my trauma. But I met a yoga teacher in Ayurvedic resort who, when I had nervous breakdown, with there were five doctors and there were... Um, uh, assistance and no one knew what to do and she a western girl western yoga teacher in sri lanka in ayurvedic resort she was the only one who was not panicked by my nervous breakdown and she came up to me and she did uh EF, eft you know tapping she she did tapping on me and in five minutes my nervous breakdown was off i was i had never seen something like that i was like wow and it was because she could hold space for this because she had been working on her own trauma and she was not panicked. This was the thing what we were talking previously about. That when, when uh, helping professionals don't know this stuff, then when they don't, haven't worked on their own trauma, they are helpless when they're facing this. I have, been, I have seen so many doctors and so many therapists both when they were not in a place where they have healed with this heavy stuff on their own, they were panicked and I felt really bad for them. I was there, please help me. And they were, yes, we will help you. And I was just feeling that they can't help me and I, was, I couldn't trust. It was, it, was, it was really, really, really harmful experience because they were trying to do it, to do it, trying to help. They were not helping. It was almost like they were trying to help themselves, and in and I kept suffering. So it, it was, it's um, it's a it can be a complex journey, but it shouldn't be. So uh, what I'm doing, I'm really trying to share my story. I'm trying to talk about this. I'm trying to 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 educate people about trauma. I'm trying to point out that it is a very root of many, many uh, mental and autoimmune and all psychosomatic conditions. It's as simple as that. 
And then it and trauma work, it doesn't need to be therapy where you go and you delve into trauma. That's not that at all. That's what is re-traumatizing. If it's not, it, you need to go there to some extent, but you need to titrate. You need to you need to go to there in in this little dosage, in the, the dosage that you are able to hold yourself, that you are able to release, that is not overwhelming, that is not re-traumatizing. So it's a fine art, and less is more in trauma work, and. Um, and there is this body part. So just going back to the thread where we, where we started. So when I had my body reacting and I, and I had to change my own uh, attitude, my own paradigm from, no, it's not in head. It's not the therapy. It's not only the psychoanalysis. Okay, psychoanal psychoanalysis is really good. It helped me to understand that I do have a subconscious mind, that this, that this part of me... Um, who is um, very uh, will-powered and, uh, and really um, well-intended well and decides that I will not smoke, uh, I will not drink. And then there is this other part uh, who, despite all my efforts and my, will, my, 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 my willpower, will, will do whatever she wants. And she, she does, and okay, smoking and drinking would be like the, the least of that. She would, she would fall in love in, uh, in, in emotion, with emotionally abusive men. She would, um, she would get her, herself in the situations where I don't want her to get herself, where she's, she's getting herself in the situations where she's getting hurt. So there, that's, that is the important part. But then there is this body part. And so I was like, what? What to do now? And of course, a, a therapist, a mainstream, um, conventional approach, everyone is conditioned. We all are, all are trained in these, um, in these approaches. So they, they, they are analysts. So they know all those things that all those somatic approaches, all those bio something, all that's all woo-woo. That's all wrong. There's only only over approach. There's only my therapy. There's, that's only how this works. And okay, that was maybe just my case. And uh, and really, I don't want to generalize. Um, I know, I know. I'm 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 on, on uh, every online trauma conference, and I'm really happy that that the knowledge is spreading and and the awareness is growing, and therapists are going on those conferences and learning and. And uh, and even doctors are going and even getting trained in quantum coaching therapy and uh, things that are could be considered boo boo, but um, but in the end they are not because the science is catching up with these things. Science quantum there's this um, Bruce Lipton uh, biology of belief. Uh, so the quantum uh, quantum physics mixed with the biology explaining how the uh, stem cells is reacting on the environment. So explaining how then the belief is really influencing physically at a quantum level your uh, bodily functions. So it all in the end, but you know, from you must know it really well. You come from a conventional. You are a doctor in conventional medicine, so you have been through this conditioning, and it must be like the hardest, hardest place for someone in your place to 
open up and to face this that, that that there is actually and I can understand this because I'm 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 I was a, I was a lawyer my first profession so I was very much um, in this is like this and this is like this and uh, and uh, I was very uh, how to say pragmatic and skeptical and etc but turns out that pragmatic and skeptical is another side of trauma because when we traumatize, we become very vigilant. As you know, we are hypervigilant and then we are, there is these trust issues and then we're super pragmatic and skeptical. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so this all is keeping us even more back to, uh, from, from opening up to that, that body-mind thing that's not some kind of woo-woo thing and actually all, and then go into all those modalities. I was really scared. I was so safe with my analyst. She was the only one who understood me. She was the only one with whom I could speak. And she didn't support that I should go and find body modalities. So I was on my own. I had to find it on the internet. And it was not available at the time when I where I was. It's now growing. It's now becoming more and more available. So well, it's, it's good. It's good. So I have I ha I have no I had I suffered from fibromyalgia for two years. So it's it. I was looking. I was looking for. I thought it's Lyme's Lyme disease. I thought. And I mean, I I found all possible um, diagnoses, but the, there and it's gone. So and then. At, at one point, when I started having it, there was this discussion. They didn't agree that it's a disease, and they didn't agree that it's autoimmune. There were some who were telling straight away it's autoimmune. I was like, yeah, sure, it's autoimmune. And because it makes sense, somehow intuitively made sense. And now it was just this year that the medical uh, society has um, um, admitted that fibromyalgia is autoimmune. And I was like, well, yeah, it is autoimmune. It makes sense because I healed trauma and it left. Of course, it's autoimmune then in this kind of. But I, I mean, I'm not a scientific. I'm not no, no. a doctor that, and I'm talking from my experience. And that's so important. I think we need to delineate here. The autoimmune diseases are classically diseases where the body starts attacking itself. And it has strong defense mechanisms, so we can measure anti-inflammatory. Oh, um, uh, we can measure the antibodies that attack the thyroid, that attack the joints, etc. The problem is, of course, if you can't really find something there, then it doesn't really fit into that kind of strict autoimmune. Because there's the antibody, therefore that happens. Okay, that's a disease. Um, when you can't find anything, you just get this generalized inflammation with mildly raised inflammatory markers. Then, uh, what is that? Mm, you don't know. And they, you, and the problem is that that with many, many, many people, if they only have a hammer, well, everything needs to be a nail. Um, and if they cannot. Uh, move beyond that, that their own therapy is one of many, or their own solution that they offer is one of many, um, and that you have to combine them, that's really hard. That's what you had with your psychoanalyst. So it's really, really difficult. 
I've seen that with acupuncturists, I've seen that with, with physiotherapists, etc., um, where there was nearly a religious belief that uh, amongst, for example, psychologists or, or, or uh, physiotherapists, drugs are evil. Um, if you have got a painful condition, the only thing that works is the physiotherapy. The only thing that works is the acupuncture. Doesn't matter that there are other things out there. No, 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 no. We only do that. And that by itself is setting yourself up to fail and setting your patients up to fail. So therefore, that's where I like to hear this, this combining of the mind techniques, the body techniques, the relaxation, the, the, the trauma work, essentially. And with that, you're actually speeding up recovery. With that, you actually um, are fast-tracking symptoms and if you're in chronic pain thank you very much it's not very pretty to to be in chronic pain so if you suddenly can come up with solutions that actually is are alleviating the pain making you feel better how beautiful is that and it yes. is the problem is that it's it's so multifactorial um so you're quite right there is very much this mind body uh, issue. Um, I love it. The, the, your issues are in the tissues. I love that actually. Um, but at the same token, some of my issues that I had were clearly nutrition related. Uh, when I actually changed my nutrition and got the right supplements, suddenly my hay fever got dramatically better. Suddenly my chronic pain that I had disappeared within a month whilst for a year and a half I could barely walk uh, with a facilitator and that was purely uh, nutrition. So I focused on that. But the question of course is, whilst I focused on nutrition, did I not do other things as well? Did I not get more physically exercising? Did I not actually deal with some trauma? Did I not do? So whilst in my mind, oh, it was clear when I changed nutrition, there were probably other factors happening at the same time, realizations where certainly the body and mind Exercise comes in and things like that. So it's it's hard to tease things apart. But I, I guess what I want to tell you guys out there, there is there's a lot of work that can be done, and the chance of you getting better is very much there. It will not be one tablet. Here, take this tablet and you're gonna be just fine. You do that yoga exercise for three hours on a go and you're gonna be perfect. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, but if you start actually looking at what's really going on in your body and in your mind, how are they linked up? And then take systematic steps guided by someone who actually has been there, done that, and knows what they are doing. Well, that's, that's cool. And wouldn't that be the same thing if you, if you wanted to learn property investing? Would you not find people who are property investors who do really, really well? I've got a huge portfolio and, and say, hey, look, you know, can I learn from you? What do you do? How do you go about it? What's your assessment of the property? And then what do you do with the property and how do you make the money? It's logic, isn't it? But here we are a bit skeptic. Oh, these, these, these coaches, oh, no, 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 no. These, they're, they're, they want to make money out of my suffering or all kind of just this kind of weird beliefs. Um, no, it is. Why not ask the people who have, have gotten better? and are now out there and teaching those things that really help them and are now like catalysts making lives, lives of so many other people better. And Guna is one of them. 
So Guna, if people want to actually uh, get in touch with you and learn more about you, how can they do that? Uh, just before I go to that, you brought up uh, like the most important point to to, 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 touch, to touch on that uh, somehow we didn't. You were you were speaking about the fact that you changed your nutrition and then you had the effect. But you were questioning maybe it was uh, your physical exercise. Maybe there was some trauma work. Maybe there was something. Maybe there was something going on. And that's really the key point of it. What you did. You took yourself some action for yourself. You did. It was not a doctor. It was not a therapist. It was not a, any kind of a coach. It was not a, a practitioner. It was you who took the power. It was you who took it. Who took? Okay, I can do. I I'm going to help myself now, and I'm now making this effort. I'm now making this effort to 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 heal myself with the nutrition. When I, and it could be anything. When I it could be even lithotherapy. It could be even crystals if you are super woo. -woo. It, it, when you this is what happened. I just yesterday spoke with someone who shared with me his psychosomatic accident. He linked it later on with uh, his mother uh, dying, but so he had this pain that appeared suddenly, and no one could help. And then he did. A friend showed me do this. I showed him do this exercise, a very simple, basic exercise, and he did it. No osteopath, no physiotherapist, no doctor, no one could help him. He was in such a pain, and then he did, he did this one simple exercise. Uh, that was all. What is really what I learned through my journeys, that when we tend to believe that there is, when we are in this victim place where we naturally get, and we tend to believe that. Please, doctor, help me. Please, uh, the therapist, help me. Please, healer, help me. Please, Ayurveda, doctor, help me. Please, yoga therapist, help me. Uh, unless we go to a place, okay, now I'm going to look into this. No one is going to help me. I, I have to help myself. So I, I will now just eat this food, this medicine, or I will do this exercise, or I will do chanting, or I will do... It can be really anything when you give yourself this signal your body understands okay you are here with me and then that change is really happening so about nutrition i could like speak more and more because i went through this phase when i tried to heal my fibromyalgia with nutrition and it went better for a period and it didn't because i didn't do trauma work exactly Exactly so this is why I have gone through all this nutrition place because the trauma work in the end it's on your autonomic nervous system and autonomic nervous system is influencing your immunity and your gut functioning and so your gut is able to um, it's intolerant to certain stuff if there is this dysregulation I was intolerant to gluten and lactose and once I after uh, some long trauma work. I am no longer intolerant. Well, how this is possible? <laughs> Interesting. Because of the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Because it's all linked. Interesting. And you're quite right. You're quite right. And it is, because it is such a mess, I think the way forward is actually to simply go out there and start unraveling that ball of string and start pulling somewhere. But don't just start yourself pulling. Maybe find someone who has been there, done that. 
So coming back to my question, Guna, people will be interested and will want to know how can yes. they get hold of you? Uh, what yeah. kind of work are you doing? Where can we oh. find you out there? All right. Um, um, but just the, so I will, I will emphasize, you need to help yourself first. Yeah. Only when you want to help yourself first, only then anyone else is going to be able to help you. That was the, that was the really key shift moment. So I, um, I do have a body approach and I do have a subconscious mind approach, which both are very gentle because I am firsthand know what's re-traumatization. So I'm very careful about that. So it's not going to be any heavy or scary trauma work. It's going to be super subtle and gentle and, um, and effective. So there is, and the body, I combine both. If it's, if it's acute, if it's acute case, I combine both. If we want to go from a really bad place to a really good place, to post-traumatic growth, out of victimhood, being in charge, uh, being free of pain, having this freedom back of, of having this power back. And um, then I would combine the both, but I adapt my programs individually to each one because some people are more in the head. Some people have this big head like me, but some people have this big, big body and they are not at all in head. They're like, oh, I will never go to a therapy. They are not into analyzing. They are not into doing, going in, in thinking. They are very much, they're very kinetic. They are maybe, they are even uh, sports professionals and they do uh, body therapies and they are very aware on body-wise, but very disconnected from the head. So for those, I would have a bigger part for the head and for the opposite one, because we want to go to the balance. The healing is to be in the balance. So if... For me, I'm having this big head. I have to work more on the body. And for someone who is very much in the body, we would work more on the on the subconscious mind and on the on the on the mind part. But subconscious mind, so it's not at all like a classical thought therapy. It's um, we are changing the things on the go. We are changing the limiting beliefs, which is like all the power of permanently releasing trauma changing the subconscious beliefs at the subconscious mind level. And I have been found, I can be found on Instagram. Uh, my uh, web page is, is in construction. So it's, um, uh, so on Facebook, on Instagram and, um, and email, uh, it's uh, guna.rasnaka, uh, G-U-N-A dot R-A-S-N-A-C-A. Uh, at uh, gmail.com and um, yeah but you can find my name in, on Facebook on uh, Instagram and, um, if and you look, have down, look down there guys look into the description of the video look into the description of the podcast yeah. because I will have included her details uh, in uh, carefully in there so Guna Guna thank you so much for coming onto my show you made you illuminated quite a lot of things. And as, as with every single interview, you leave me with some very interesting questions and realizations. So therefore for me, uh, it is such a beautiful journey to meet people like you. And hopefully you guys out there are, are equally infused and ask yourself, what you can do, which decision you can make today 
to move that little bit closer to loving yourself. And that means also to accepting those things that, that have happened to you, to actually put a spotlight on it, but not, not in, a, in a traumatic way, as Gouda said herself, but rather in, uh, in a way that allows you to link things up in your head and in your body, and then learn, more importantly, learn something that gets you out of there, that lets you move forward away from the victim status, away from the trauma that has occurred, and that is part of our life, but now towards the life where you can grow, where you can be the beautiful yourself that you want to be. And I think for many of us, trauma work goes with that. So you could do far, far worse than checking Guna out and, and maybe working with her in due course. Guna, yeah. it was an absolute honor to have you on my show. I, I think that what you just said is uh, the, the one thing that anyone can look at them and am I dissatisfied in somewhere in my life? And that's where we start. We start only with some very uh, outer layer, physically or psychologically. And that's how you do. That's what is trauma work. It's not something, oh my gosh, trauma. <laughs> but not, um, yeah, it's uh, nothing to be afraid. It doesn't, it's, it's not a veteran PTSD. It's nothing has nothing to do with that. You basically, taking care of your health and your well-being. Mm. So true, so true. Guna, thank you so much for your time, for your passion, uh, for your willingness to be so open about your own journey. I can't wait to see your book and I'm going to be one of the first ones to read it and review it. Uh, so I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Guys out there, thank you very much for tuning in today. It was, again, a great interview. You all out there, look after yourself. And Guna, to you, thank you so much again. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>